today we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter number 33. Genesis chapter number 33. This chapter is kind of the climax of the conflict between Jacob and Esau. Um, we've already looked at many different passages where uh, Jacob defrauded and cheated his brother and caused an ang uh, anger inside of him and a con conflict that uh, eventually is going to brew and, and stir within the heart of Esau. And I do think that uh, coming into this story, Esau probably did want to do harm to Jacob. But <clears throat> Jacob approaches the situation in the right way. God has begun to work in the life of Jacob and to change Jacob and the way that he operates. And uh, let's go ahead and start in verse number 30 or verse number one here. It says, and Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, Esau came and with him 400 men. And he divided the children unto Leah and unto Rachel and unto the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost and Leah and her children after and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. And he lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Who are those with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Then the handmaidens came near, they and their children, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children came near and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. And he said, What meanest thou by all this drove which I met? And he said, These are to find grace in the sight of my Lord. And Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep that thou hast unto thyself. And Jacob said, Nay, I pray thee, if I, now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand. For therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen the face of God, and thou wast pleased with me. Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. Okay, so let's just focus here on what we've got in the story up to this point right here. <clears throat> because we would expect a war, we would expect a battle. Esau comes, and he's got 400 men with him. Now, I don't, under, I don't know why he would have 400 men with him unless he was planning to do some damage or unless he was anticipating a battle and, and maybe this is defensive as well. I don't know what's in the heart of Esau, but it does seem to be that, the, that there is a conflict brewing between them. But Jacob does three things in this text, particularly that I've drawn out that I believe that help diffuse the situation. Conflict, whenever conflict arises, um, a lot of times we like to stand our ground and uh, we like to um, make sure that we, we have our say when there's a conflict. And what that does is it just stirs things up. There is a place for standing our ground. There is a place for um, voicing our opinions. But oftentimes in the midst of a conflict, it's not the wisest thing to stand our ground and fight for those things at that time. Rather, we should be seeking to dissolve or diffuse the situation, to create peace, and then when there's peace, to have the conversations that we need to have. And Jacob, as he approaches Esau here, he knows that 
sending out soldiers with him is not ahead is not going to um, diffuse the situation. Jacob needs to do something different. And so the first thing he does is he sends a peace gift. I think we saw a little bit of that in the previous text here, but it's hinted at towards the end of what we just read. When Esau asks in verse 8, What meanest thou by all this drove which I met? These are all the cattle and the things that he sent ahead to give to Esau. And Jacob says, and he said, These are to find grace in the sight of my Lord. And Esau tries to resist. He says, I have enough. Now, there's a difference between the word enough that Esau uses here and the word that enough that Jacob uses a little bit later on in Esau. When Esau says enough, he is saying, I have sufficient. I don't, don't need anything else. I have sufficient, my brother. Keep that thou hast unto thyself. But Jacob responds and says, Nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand. For therefore I have seen thy sight. And then he says, and then Jacob goes on and says, Take, I pray thee, my blessing, in verse 11, that is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And Jacob's enough here is the idea of overflowing or abundance. Jacob is acknowledging that God has given him so much that he is overflowing with it. And so he urges Esau to take the gift, and Esau takes the gift. So he approaches with a peace gift, a peace gift to try to soothe the way ahead of him. And sometimes we need to, we need to make some kind of an offering to try to appease the, the person that we are trying to, to resolve the conflict with, to give them something. I think of uh, just a work situation, okay? Like a, there's conflict at work between two employees um, and, and a manager comes in and a manager wants to resolve the situation. Sometimes maybe it's listening, listening to what their complaints are and giving them ground, making some kind of concession um, to, to bring peace or saying, you know what, that's not, that's not possible for us to deal with, but we can do this for you instead, you know, type of a situation. Being willing to give something, to give a little bit of ground as well. But then Jacob, not only does he give a peace gift or to give ground to Esau to find peace, but he humbles himself, says as he approaches, he bows himself seven times. Um, it's verse, verse number three, and he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times in till he came near to his brother. This shows humility and respect. He is bowing to his brother. He is putting himself in a position of subservience to him in a way. But part of diffusing the situation is acknowledging that you don't have to have your will. You don't have to be the one to be lifted up, to be exalted. You don't have to be the one to be pleased in this situation. You are willing to humble yourself before the other person, to seek what's good for them, to seek, seek their good and their honor. And you're willing to put yourself aside in order to get to that goal. And so in conflict resolution, approaching with a, with a peace gift, but also humbling ourselves, having the attitude in this situation that says, it's not about me, it's about the other person. So he humbles himself, he bows himself seven times before his brother Esau. 
But then he, he places the women and the children. Now, when I was a kid, I always thought that Jacob was sticking the women and children out there first, kind of like a human shield, you know, type of situation. I don't know why I thought that, thought that way. And you can kind of see why that might be somewhat effective because the kids are out there first and he sees them and he has compassion on them. But that's not what happened. Jacob actually, it says in, in verse 3, it said he passed over before them. So you've got the handmaids and their children. You've got Leah and her children. And then you've got Rachel in the very back. Um, notice there is a ranking of honor here. Rachel, the, the beloved wife, and her her son Joseph is in the very back. But still, Joseph passes before them. So he isn't like using them as a human shield. But I do think that he has them coming behind him for a couple different reasons. One, he did this in case um, they were attacked so that some of them would be preserved. And, um, and But also, I think that he put them behind him so that when Esau sees him, he would see these children and he would, his heart would reach out to them. He would, it would dissolve the situation. Um, but it says here that Esau's response is he runs to meet him. He embraces him. He falls on his neck and he kisses him and he weeps. He didn't, he didn't attack. He has the men to attack, but that's not what Esau does. He has compassion, and the conflict is resolved between these two. In fact, uh, Esau invites Jacob later on to come and to dwell with him in Mount Seir, but Jacob <clears throat> journeys instead to Succoth and builds a house and makes booths for his cattle in Succoth instead, which Succoth means uh, literally booths. Okay, so he built these booths for his cow, and the town's named after booths. Um, and Jacob comes to Shalem, a city of Shechem, and he dwells there, okay? He even buys a field, he spreads his tent, and he, he buys this land with uh, uh, Shechem's father for a hundred pieces of silver or money, whatever it was. And there he creates an altar and calls it El Elohi Israel, which means God, the God of Israel, okay? And uh, he, he sets up he sets up there and he lives there. Um, but part of this is probably because Jacob had the wisdom to know that yes, things are restored between him and Esau, but if he lives in close conjunction with Esau, things could easily get stirred back up again, you know, um, kind of like Laban um, and the situation with Jacob and Laban or like uh, Isaac and, uh, and uh, his, his brother, or sorry, Isaac and, and Ishmael, or like Abraham and some of the Gentile people, there was always this element of conflict when they were living too close to together. And I think Jacob knows that, and he, he wisely chooses not to set up camp in Mount Seir, but to go to a different location. But the biggest takeaway from all of this is that we need to try to seek peace with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Conflict resolution. Send a peace gift, seek peace, humble ourselves, and remind them of the common blessings that we have. I think that's part of the reasoning behind the family here, is to remind them that we are family and to seek that res resolution. Don't 
stubbornly refuse to find peace, but seek peace and pursue it. Paul, uh, no, it's Peter. Later on, I think it says, I think it's Peter says, as much as in the as lieth in thee, seek peace and pursue it. Um, and then Peter, Peter talking about uh, um, the way we we interact with the world around us that we should be seeking peace as well. But Jesus said, "Blessed are the peacemaker peacemakers." Right. So that should be our goal in our relationships with other people, to seek peace. Have a great day.